AEC Business, the construction industry's innovation and technology show. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Grant Harris, Director of Business Development at Exxon Technologies, an autonomous aerial robot systems company. Exxon is one of the companies featured in my e-learning course, Construction Robotics Today. Welcome to the podcast, Grant. Thank you very much, Arnie. I appreciate you having me on. Can you tell us about Exxon, who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So Exxon was founded in 2014 as a spin-out of the University of Pennsylvania's GRASP Robotics Lab. And we're essentially a team of experts uh, in autonomous systems, robotics, and industrial engineering. So we're really pioneering the way in autonomous aerial robot systems for complex GPS denied environments. What that essentially means is we can fly robots autonomously indoors. So navigate uh, dynamic obstacles. So if something were to move in front of a, a path home, we could find another route there. And uh, our main segments are in uh, mining, the government space, and of course, construction. We're headquartered in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in the United States. I read that you've recently started in construction and before that you have had experience in underground projects. Yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. We, uh, we started off in the mining industry and uh, recently we've really been scaling up in our construction side of the business. And as a part of that, um, it's really been uh, a great learning experience for the team here. So we've, uh, we've been in the industry for about a year now and uh, we've learned quite a bit and we're uh, expanding our operations. We are talking about drones mainly, I guess. So, and I know that drones are already widely used in construction. We, we use them uh, to uh, record or for data collection and reality capture. But m- most of the times or all, all, almost every time I've seen a drone, it's somebody's operating it. So what are the challenges and limitations of uh, when somebody's manually operating a drone? Yeah, that's a really good question. So in construction, there is a, a pretty widespread use of outdoor drones, um, but current operations are really limited from an indoor capacity just due to the fact that there are a lot more obstacles out there and they use GPS for their navigation. What we specialize in is that area without GPS. So if you think about the inside or the interior of a construction space, that's where about 90% of the work happens and almost all of the project management. So when you're trying to see what changes from day to day, week to week and month to month, uh, you really need to be flying on the interior of a space. Photogrammetry can take a really long time to post-process and figure out uh, changes in the automa- in the actual scans. So we use LIDAR scans, and these LIDAR scans can create uh, point clouds that you can then use for comparisons from a week-to-week basis, or you can compare it to your uh, original BIM map to see if you're, mapping, if you're actually building to the way that the area was laid out. Um, and all of this can be done in an automated process that enables quicker, more reliable scans in a really uh, time-efficient fashion. Yes, I, I know that the problem of indoor scanning has been solved either by ha- having somebody manually war- walk across the site or using robots like Spot the robot dog. Yeah, uh, they, they, they have for, uh, for a little bit. 
Um, the problem is, is that you can get a lot more efficient if you're using a drone because these things can move at a, at a decent clip. Um, but Spot, we, uh, we, we tend to agree with you. Spot works very well from a, an indoor capture perspective, though he can only go four different directions. So front, back, and side to side. Uh, you really need those additional two dimensions where you can go up and down to get a full scan of a, of a large interior space like uh, stadiums, data centers, high-rise buildings. Um, but we are working to make Spot uh, autonomous for an indoor environment. If you think about an autonomous drone or robot in general, what is the added value that it provides? The added value that it provides is it's a lot more efficient, so it can do quicker, more reliable scans. So it will um, be able to scan the same area on multiple different occasions in uh, the same programmatic fashion. So it can continue to explore the area and detect those changes in uh, a lot quicker than you or I could possibly walk it. And one thing that... <laughs> in a way limits the use of, of drones and robots is the time it takes to do those uh, scans. And and that's why they are done mostly once a week or even once a month. So perhaps you can do it more often with your solution. Yes, and it, it allows, uh, it removes the, the, the fallibility of a, like a human misstep. So if I'm a person, uh, I might miss an area, miss a, a, a certain point that I might want to scan. And you're really able to do it in a more reliable fashion because you do remove the, the human element from it. I, I think that it, it takes a lot of different technologies to, to make a drone autonomous. What kind of technologies do you use uh, to, to make it happen? Yeah, so the, the first part that we really look at is uh, kind of the easiest part, and that's the hardware. So we use off-the-shelf hardware. Um, we partner with a couple of different drone manufacturers for different, um, different styles of drones, different uh, abilities of each uh, separate drone. Uh, we then combine it with a LiDAR scanner. Um, the current one that we're using is from a company called Velodyne. Um, and then we use um, computer components to create really our flight stack. So this is able to be um, kind of interchanged because we are very hardware agnostic, but then um, all of the parts need to be lightweight and ruggedized because they are built for aerial platforms. So that you need to be able to go through uh, construction environments, uh, mining environments, government environments, where it's not always uh, a clean, sterile uh, laboratory room. So having something that's ruggedized is very uh, important. But our real um, bread and butter is the, the software. So we, uh, the artificial intelligence that's on the back end allows for that pilotless flight. So you don't need to have the, the human interaction where it fully operates autonomously. Um, you don't need any prior existing infrastructure like uh, Wi-Fi or LTE or a map of the environment. It's able to capture that information fully on its own beyond visual line of sight. So you don't need to watch where the drone is flying. It's going to be able to do its full operation with you out of the loop so that it's, uh, it's able to fully capture the environment. Um, all that happens and the, the navigation is created on a ruggedized tablet. The, the data is gathered by the drone 
um, and then post-processed clean, which means cleaned up, um, downsampled so that the data is very consumable from different softwares and uh, geo-referenced on that exact same tablet. So all of this happens in the palm of your hands and everything that you need to fly just fits into a pretty simple Pelican case. So it really makes everything uh, work together for a great user experience. Yeah, but we know that there are people working and moving around, carrying stuff. There are different types of machines which are moving and so on. Can you do these scans while somebody's working uh, on the site? Uh, we work in different dynamic environments. It's not recommended that you fly a drone when there are people around. That being said, there's a lot of technology that if somebody were to happen to get into the, the, the space, um, that it would be able to avoid a person or avoid uh, some type of construction vehicle. Um, because again, we're really looking for a, a safety aspect. And that's what we're able to create with the dynamic uh, retasking that the robot's able to do on its own. Would it be possible to uh, do all these operations uh, during the night when nobody's on the site, for example? Absolutely. So that's uh, what our most of our customers are doing currently. Because it is a LiDAR scan and not photogrammetry, you don't need to have any lighting or any type of uh, sunlight or perfect environment. Uh, the scans are, can happen in pitch blackness because you are able to send that light beam off into the distance and be able to determine uh, the, the best route forward without any lighting. You mentioned that you collect data and, and clean it up and so on. What kind of data do you pro does the solution provide? Absolutely. So the, the number one uh, thing that we're able to produce is what's called a point cloud. And, that's, um, and we, we're able to do that in a number of different file formats. And what that is is essentially a map of, uh, of the area that you had the, that you had tasked the robot to explore. And if you think about it from the, our perspective, the, the number one thing that we need to do in order to navigate is create really crisp maps so that the drone is able to go out and uh, do all of its work autonomously. That happens to turn into our, uh, our top output. So these can be used by project management softwares, CAD softwares, or uh, BIM modeling software. Um, because it's already pre-geo-referenced, you can bring it into your global coordinate system and uh, have everything just layered on top of each other and create uh, an as-built modeling of the area. Yeah, I, I have occasionally uh, been able to get some uh, point clouds from from scans, and there are lots of lots of lots of points, uh, and and it. I think there has to be some step before I can actually use that point cloud data. So somehow to simplify the geometry. Yeah, and that's uh, our downsampling and uh, being able to consume all of the points that are collected in a single flight would be a little difficult for some of the CAD softwares or some of the, uh, the project management softwares because the sheer mass of data, millions of points being collected in a single flight, as you can imagine, that, that really would bog down the system. So what our post-processing software is able to do is uh, create smoother edges, remove some of the errant points that are collected from either dust being in the air or something that shouldn't exactly uh, be in the environment, 
and uh, smooth out um, and remove a number of those points based off of wherever you're comfortable um, as far as tasking the system with and make that data a lot more consumable. So you're able to use it in a lower latency software or you're able to bring in a larger point cloud where it could be used for a number of different tasks. It all depends on what the user uh, is most comfortable with. Um, so imagine that I'm a, I'm a contractor or anybody who wants to, uh, to do these uh, scans with your technology and your solution. Uh, how, how, how does it start? What, what do I need to do to get, get it running, up and running? Well, it's, a, it, it's actually fairly simple. We can have people flying in as little as 15 minutes. Um, our, our typical training for our customers is uh, it's a couple days long. Uh, the first day involves some, uh, some classroom learning where you're able to interact with the tablet, uh, figure out how to do some mission planning, figuring out the best ways to use it in your environment, and then actually getting out there and using it. So we ensure that our customers are going out into the spaces, uh, utilizing all of the different technologies, making sure that they understand uh, the best ways to use uh, and task the robot, as well as the best ways to understand the data that's uh, that's coming out of it and be able to repurpose um, whatever it is the mission is for um, whatever your best operating procedures are. And then the last day is to ensure that we have uh, smooth operations within the customer software. So this data is uh, it's fairly simple to use. Um, but because some of it is newer to some of our construction customers, it's making sure that they're able to port that data into their, their CAD software or their BIM software. Uh, and again, it's fairly simple operations. We just like to ensure that we have the, uh, the most customer satisfaction available. So can you tell us a little bit about your customers? So we have, con uh, we have uh, customers on every continent except for Antarctica at this point in time. Um, and we're op we're operating at a number of different sites, so we have uh, we have a pretty expansive footprint. What's in the future for your company? Yeah, uh, I mean it's always working on the expanding of our current product set. So we work with a number of drone providers right now uh, in order to get the best platform available for our customers. We'd like to continue uh, expanding those operations because. There are, as you know, uh, a number of different drones that are out there that uh, each one can serve a different use case. And it's always nice to be able to, to integrate with more systems to figure out what works best for our customers. Um, integrating with more ground-based robotics, so like we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, and making sure that we're, uh, we're fully enhancing those. And then, you know, when we look at autonomous navigation, there's a, there's a thousand different ways that we can utilize this uh, this technology to create uh, better product sets for everybody in the world. I'm sure that many of our listeners are now uh, excited about this and want to learn more. Where, where can they find more information about you? Absolutely. So you can follow XN Technologies on a couple of different social media platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. We have an Instagram. Um, or you could email us at hello at xntechnologies.com. Grant. I, I thank you very much for this opportunity and hope to see your solution here in Finland, un, un, unless it's already here. I don't know. <laughs> Arnie, I really appreciated the conversation today. I uh, want to thank your listeners for spending the time with us. And I remind you that if you're interested in autonomous construction machines, check out Construction Robotics today.
the e-learning course for current and future construction practitioners. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and visit aec-business.com, the award-winning blog, for more news and stories. 